This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast that takes a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morrison. This week, we recap the first week of spring sports. As baseball is off to the program's best start since 2010, and women's lacrosse got things started with a win over Division II opponent. Plus, track and field had some standouts at the New England Championships. We talked to a pair of them. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The men's lacrosse team had their season opener at Garcelon Field postponed last Wednesday, so the Bobcats started the 2023 campaign against number two nationally ranked RIT on Saturday. The game was hosted by Hobart College indoors due to weather, and the Bobcats fell 22 to 10. They get a chance to bounce back this Saturday when number 13 nationally ranked Wesleyan comes to town. The action begins on Garcelon Field at 1 p.m. Meanwhile, the women's lacrosse team split a pair of games in Colorado to start the 2023 season. Bates defeated NCAA Division II opponent Fort Lewis College 11-6 on Tuesday before falling 14-10 to Colorado College on Thursday. Sophomore Trish Balzer had a strong week for Bates, tallying four goals and assist, three ground balls, two draw controls, and two caused turnovers. Well, Trish, first of all, being from Florida, um, you're a sophomore now, but take us back to in high school. What made Bates the place for you? Yeah, well, my dad came here, um, so I have been coming to campus since I was really young. Um, I think just the team culture with, like, how close our team is, it was just something, like, I didn't see in Florida, and it was very individual in Florida, and I really wanted some, like, a team that could back me up in how I play, and I think... That's what really drew me to commit here was for the team culture and the coaches, and it was just a good program overall. So your dad went to base. Did he play a sport here? Yeah, he actually played three. Um, he played football, hockey, and baseball. Oh, nice. So, okay, great. Yes, I was raised an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So lacrosse, um, growing up, how did you get into the sport? Um, so I actually started playing in California when I was younger. Um, and I just like fell in love for, with the game and me and my sister played two years in high school together in Florida. So it was just something that I always considered to be a part of my life with my family and stuff. So I wanted to continue that and have another family here, someone I can rely on like our team. Great. And our head coach, Renee Olson, in her second year, you're in your second year here at Bates. How has that gone with that, with the program kind of, you know, uh, having a new start sort of? Yeah. Um, honestly, she's the best. She really wants our program to be one of the top net sacks in the next few years. So she's really starting to build a competitive culture, but still at the same time protecting like the support system of each other and not competing with each other, but competing to get better. Certainly, and so the opening week trip was out to Colorado. Yeah. Um, had you ever been to Colorado before? Uh, what was the experience like? Yeah, um, I was actually born in Colorado. Oh, I've been everywhere. It's a home co- <laughs> yeah, you're in California, Florida, Colorado. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was good to be back. I have some cousins who live there, so they came to my games. But it was really fun. I think the trip was very long for all of us, but it really made us closer as a team. And the way we played in Colorado, like our season's looking good. Like I think we're going to improve on what we need to build on. And I think we're going to do pretty well this year. Well, yeah, you got to play a division two school mm-hmm. the first game. What was that like to play at Fort Lewis there? Um, It was, it was tough. They were really good, but I mean, we just like came out and we're ready to have fun and we didn't really think about them being D2. Like no one really brought it up in the locker room or anything so it was like really we were just focused on ourselves like ready to go out and play 
Great. And you have a fair number of road games to start the year before you yeah. finally get the home <laughs> games. But it almost it might be good to have the home games on the back end. What are your thoughts on like that road heavy schedule early? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean it's definitely gonna be tough, but I think we can make it through. I mean, like the Colorado trip was a good way to start because we were away and we had to fly, and so now we can take buses. <laughs> a lot more chill, no connections or anything. So I think it'll help us. Excellent. And then um, tell me a little bit about your role on the team of sort of, you know, what do you see yourself, the role you're filling this year? Yeah, so um, I'm a midi. Um, I just think we kind of lost our top two scorers last year because they graduated. Um, and I'm looking to try and help out in that position. Um, but we have honestly some awesome middies and attackers who are going to step up this year. So I think the scoring overall is going to be very well spread out. Yeah, so how do, yeah, how do the midfielders kind of work with the attackers in terms of that? Kind of? Yeah, so um, normally the midfielders are, like, um, up top, and then the attackers are below or, like, underneath us. Um, but our play is basically the same. We just have to run to the other side of the field. <laughs> but they, the attackers are very, very helpful in communicating with us with us if we're tired and like working with us to get the best shot and not just like us running up and down the field like being exhausted they really settle the ball and help us like work around and get the best shot possible great have you always been a midfielder yeah i was yeah i just i can't i have to do it all you know (laughs) (laughs) so you're in the mix on draw controls also yes yes i am i'm on the circle for that um we have two really good draw takers so Mm. um being on the circle i have to go for the ground balls and stuff like that so it's fun Excellent. And then um, just in time, you know, in terms of the team dynamic this year, what's the kind of group like, um, you know, with the first years coming in? And you, as you mentioned, losing a few seniors from last mm-hmm. year. Um, the freshmen are stepping it up this year. They are really pushing us, upperclassmen, to be our best, working really hard in the weight room. Um, our junior class also has a lot of players on the field who are elevating our game this year. So I think Overall, all of our classes have all kind of stepped up and been like, okay, it's time to like actually put work in. And I think a te- our team is just, they're the best people ever. <laughs> so I love them, but I might be biased, but yeah. <laughs> well, in the NESCAC, we, you touched on this earlier, but the NESCAC obviously is a pretty powerful conference, especially in women's lacrosse. Lots oh, of yeah. teams ranked the top 25 national champions. Uh, and so for Bates, I mean, last year you got that victory over Hamilton. How key was that maybe for the team's confidence kind of going forward in terms of knowing you can beat anyone? Yeah. Um, the Hamilton win was amazing. We were we wanted to win that game so bad. And I think this year going in, we're not like, oh, these other NESCAC teams are so good. Like, we're kind of scared to play them this year. We're like, we're going to focus on ourselves. We're going to do what we need to do and come out with that win. And I feel like last year we were a little scared of the other NESCAC teams just because their reputations are so good. But I feel like this year we believe that we have a chance to win these games and we should win some of these games. So I feel like just our confidence is almost better than it was last year. And so you mentioned you've been all over the place, but it sounds mm-hmm. like mostly warmer climates, right? Yes. So what's it like <laughs> when adjusting to Maine and playing in weather in Maine? Um, it's been hard. There has been a few practices where I'm like crying and Renee sent me inside for a few minutes, but um it's been it's been hard. Like the weather playing in 100 degrees in the summer in Florida to coming here and playing in 17 degrees is a big adjustment. I do wear a lot of lot of layers, um, but it's fun. Like it's a different atmosphere. It's a different environment, and I feel like it's almost helped me better my game just because I have to figure out different ways to play in the snow 
than in 100 degree weather. So Yeah, does it change? I mean, besides the comfort level, I guess, does it change how the ball travels and through the air or anything like that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, when it's like when it rained like the day before, the ground balls are so much faster on the turf and stuff like that. It's just um, small things apart about the game, like your stick's kind of wet when you're passing, so you have to watch that. So it's just, I don't know, different types of skills, I guess, that I have to learn here. But I feel like I'm getting better with it this year. Great. Well, any other thoughts you wanted to share with um, with us about the opening week, um, the trip for the team, and the season um, we haven't got to talk about yet, perhaps? Um, I mean, I think we're going to do really well this season. I think we have, like I said, a good culture. Our coaches are stepping it up, pushing us to be the best we can. Um, I don't know, but it's been, it's going to be a fun ride this year. I'm hoping it to make NESCACs this year. That's our team goal. And so I think we can get there. So, yeah. All right, Bobcats on the road this Saturday at Wesleyan. They'll be on the road for a little while longer. I believe your home opener, though, a week from this Saturday. So looking forward to that. Trish, thanks so much for joining us on the Bobcats. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. The baseball team opened its season in sunny Florida at the Russ Matt Invitational, and the Bobcats swept three games. Give you the program its first 3-0 start. Since the 2010 season, junior Sam Huff starred out of the bullpen in a pair of games for Bates, tossing a combined four shutout innings, allowing just one hit and striking out four. He also earned the save in Sunday's win over Chatham University. And Sam Huff is our male Bobcat of the week. Well, Sam, first of all, just take us through the weekend down in sunny Florida. We just walked through some snow to get here to the studio. But, um, you know, 3-0 weekend for the Bobcats. How did it go overall from your perspective? Uh, it couldn't have gone better, I guess. Uh, yeah, the weather was awesome in Florida. And we uh, played, uh, like, on sat- t- taking you through the weekend on Saturday, we had a doubleheader against Houghton. We like beat them soundly both games and uh then on sunday we had one game at 10 a.m against uh chatham and that was also a pretty another sound victory um it was cool to see a lot of the freshmen play for the first time and uh like we all were super pumped on the plane ride back and it was a lot of fun Great, and yeah, you had the weekend games. We also had a week of practice down there, right? So what was that like kind of getting oriented on the actual fields uh, there in Florida to get, get on the grass for the first time, right? Yeah, being on the on a dirt mound is awesome too. You get to wear your spikes, and I always feel like a little bit better. I know a bunch of the pitchers agree. And uh, yeah, we played a few scrimmages down there. Those were really competitive and fun. And uh, yeah, it's a, it just feels so much, so much better to play – on a field. Great. And then you had two appearances yourself, uh, one of which you ended the game, I think, with the bases loaded. And so um, in the, and on Sunday, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, bases were loaded and uh, you're you know, up by five, but still, you know, trying to hold on to that lead. So what was your mentality out there on the mound kind of with, you know, inheriting runners like that? Yeah, I think um, I don't, didn't try to think too much, just play uh, like situational baseball. Like you don't really want a like a big fly ball there. You want, I want, and uh so I got a big strikeout. Uh, that was big. And then uh, I unfortunately threw, like, a wild pitch to Dylan, and uh, that uh, was, like, a miscommunication on my fault. Uh, so then I had to bear down there to get that third out. Uh, but, yeah, I love the high-pressure situations for sure. It seemed like last year, just kind of, you know, watching the season progress, you experienced a lot of improvement out on the mound throughout your course of your sophomore year. What what were you kind of working on last year, and what are you going to apply to this season, perhaps? Yeah, last year I started off, like, miserably. I think I uh, gave up, like, six or seven runs before recording an out, 
and uh at a like a pretty poor individual performance in florida i like was sweating like su- like super hard on the mound and i could uh i could barely hold the ball mm. and uh then uh like i definitely like rode the bench for a little bit like tried to like keep the ball down like around the knees in practice and it took a while to fix that i was probably uh overthrowing trying to light up the radar gun too early and uh like this year like i uh like got off to like a decent start so far and that's definitely what's been working like throwing a high percentage of strikes early in the count seems like john has a lot of trust in you out of the bullpen so that must feel pretty good right yeah definitely i love it like when he told me to get hot like uh i was pumped it's always awesome what's your pitch mix what do we expect to see out there from you i throw a fastball uh, a slow curveball, a hard slider, and a changeup. Okay, nice. And then um, tell us, you know, growing up outside New York City, you know, baseball, obviously, you know, a lot of kids play baseball. What made you really passionate about it, perhaps, you know, throughout your time as a, as a kid, you know, growing up? I had a, I've had really good uh, coaches in Little League, like uh, Mike Archer and Jeff Young, to name just a few. Um, like, they definitely, like, fostered my love for the game. And also, like, I grew up in a neighborhood where, all day after school, we go play wiffle ball until the sun comes down. So that helped. Oh, nice. And then um, what made Bates a place for you coming from New York? Uh, I would say I, uh, if you remember Ian Tolis from last year, yeah, he and I went to the same uh, boarding school. Mm. And he was a year older than me. So I kind of got to watch his college process as a junior while he was a senior at Avon Old Farms. And uh I like he he's one of my best friends there and still today and so I, I I don't know I would say I followed him here. We get a lot of kids from Avon Oak Farms. It seems like a big sports school. It seems like a lot of kids totally. play sports there. You have to, right? Don't they make you or something? Or uh, just about? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. the culture. <laughs> yeah. what, what sports were you playing there besides baseball? I was a I was on part of the varsity wrestling team okay. and uh, I played uh, one year of JV basketball. Gotcha. Okay. Looks like this year the team, you know, set up pretty well for success. I mean, you got a challenge though coming up with Endicott, right? A ranked team on the road. How excited are you guys for that challenge coming up? We, yeah, we're already thinking about it. Yeah, it's we're gonna have a lot to prove, and hopefully we can uh, like beat them pretty soundly too. It looks like your role is gonna be like kind of the shutdown reliever, the guy, you know, high lever situations. And is that what you were in high school, or were you a starter? Perhaps I didn't really play much for Avon, honestly. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that was a loaded team before, <laughs> before Avon. Uh, I played for a, a day school when I was like uh, my first half of my high school career, mm-hmm. and I was a reliever there. But like um, I don't know, I'll just pitch whenever my name's called. Sure. Yeah. You weren't playing a lot with um, Avon Old Farms. How did you connect with Coach Martin? Was it were there like camps or stuff? Or you mentioned Ian Tolis, but yeah, um, yeah, Ian definitely showed me this school, and like uh, I learned about it through him. And uh, I came to a camp. And uh, I actually pitched to John Nowak. Uh, it was like September in our uh, senior year of high school, mm. and uh, we had a pretty we, we showed out there. And uh, coach gave me a call later that night. Oh, nice, excellent. Well, I guess any other thoughts on the opening weekend down there in Florida? We haven't got to talk about yet. Anything you wanted to share? Um, I would say there's like a a lot of players that you didn't get to see mm. that are that are really going to catch your eye. Uh, like I could, uh, like just the first one that comes to mind is like Jack Margoloff. Like mm-hmm. he's uh, like from around where I'm at, and uh, like wait till you see him like run the bases and everything. He's mm. he can fly, and uh, uh, 
there's like a ton of pitchers who like uh, didn't get in and that, who looked really sharp, like like Chris McGrail and David Miller and like just to name a few, and like Noah Timmer. And uh, yeah, we've got a like a really deep team. Um, and uh, like yeah, I'm itching for Endicott right now. Sounds good. Well, Sam Huff, uh, male Bobcat of the Week. Great performances down there in Florida. 3-0 Bates for the first time since 2010. Thanks so much. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. In track and field, the women and men competed at the New England Division Three Indoor Championships Friday and Saturday at Boston's brand new track at New Balance. On the women's side, senior captain Jill Richardson won the New England title in the 3,000 meters in the 10th fastest time in Division Three this season. A personal record of 9 minutes. 44.68 seconds. She's in great shape for the upcoming NCAA championships. And Jill Richardson is our female Bobcat of the Week. It was very exciting. I didn't really have like a huge, like a sophisticated plan going into it of what I was going to do. Um, Coach and I just kind of talked about like just hopefully somebody would take it in the beginning and I could just kind of um, ride it out for a few laps, which is pretty much exactly what happened. I think it was like an MIT girl that ended up just going through and pretty much the pace that I needed. So I just decided to kind of do that because it's just so much easier on the mind to just kind of zone out and let somebody else do it for you. But then I think it was with like four laps to go. I kind of like was like, well, all right, <laughs> not too many, not too much longer to go. So I just kind of took it from there. And I thought maybe somebody would come with me, but I think I kind of like ran away with it. So that was exciting. Awesome. And then, um, you know, when you cross the finish line first in your section, do you have to? Were you the second section, or how did you know you had won the whole thing at that point? Or yes, yeah. so um, at that meet they usually go like the slow to fast seed times. Okay, yeah. So there was like one heat before us. Mm-hmm. So yeah. All right, excellent. And then um, the track at New Balance, brand new facility. Um, mm-hmm. Take us through your impressions of it. I, I know the team competed there earlier this year, but what's it like? You know, competing at that brand new facility there in Boston. Yeah, it's real fancy in there. <laughs> Um, and it's like crazy spacious and definitely everything just like looks and smells new. And when, when we found out they have like a upstairs, they have like a whole like warm up track and we were like, whoa, like I'd never been to a track before that had that. So you can definitely tell that it's pretty advanced there, which is really great opportunity. So we talked a little bit before we went on air, but it sounds like you're in pretty good position for the NCAA championship. So how Mm -hmm. excited are you for the possibility of competing, I think, at your first track nationals, right? Yes. So excited. I definitely, like, um, I've really wanted to go. And then, well, of course, we had, like, my sophomore year. Couldn't go, but um, it's definitely been, like, a goal of mine. So it it would be really cool to go. And where is it this year? Alabama, which Al- is kind Alabama. of <laughs> so random. But that is random, yeah. <laughs> Where yeah. in Alabama, do you remember? I don't know. I okay. Don't what, down to Alabama. Okay, yep. interesting. <laughs> have you ever been to Alabama before? I have not. Okay. I could add that to states I haven't been to. But. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then in terms of the other races, you know, watching your teammates, supporting them, what were some things that really stood out to you this weekend? Yes, there were so many great performances. We had, well, it was Friday and Saturday, so I didn't see them in person on Friday, but I, I heard about them. We had some... Um, some awesome DMRs and the 5Ks, um, and we were we had a team meeting today, and I think we had like 20 something people that got PRs, which I feel like that's incredible. So yeah, and then Saturday it was just really fun, and the energy was definitely there, and just team spirit was high, and yeah. And then I'm curious for you, the 3K, why why that event? I mean, you could run a 5K probably, right? Or you could mm-hmm. run maybe a lower distance. I don't know, but well, why 3K for you in particular? Um, for me, it's just like, 
the the mile is not my favorite. It's a little too quick for me. And then 5K, I just always feel like on an indoor track, it just feels like you're just going around and around. So I feel like it's just a good in-between. And it's also in outdoor, there's no 3K. Mm. So I like to take the opportunity. In outdoor, what are you going to look at this year? Um, I feel like probably I'll focus on like 5K. I've only done like one or two um, outdoor 5Ks before, so I think I can definitely improve upon it a lot. There's a 10K also, right? Yes, which I, I've dabbled in that, and I want to improve upon that as well. <laughs> Excellent. So 10K and 5K. Okay, yeah. great. And then um, I guess in terms for you, you know, what's it like to have a second regional championship? Because you won one in cross country, and now you win one in track, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. It was like, um, it was definitely cool because I was kind of like reflecting. I was thinking the other day about like, um, kind of what I like freshman year regionals in New England. I was trying to like think about kind of how I had placed then, and I've definitely made some like big progress there. So that's really cool, and it's not really like anything that I like had too much as like a goal at the beginning of my cross country or track seasons. But I mean, as I got closer to it. Um, I could kind of tell, like, oh, maybe I could win. <laughs> so it was, it was fun to be able to do that. Excellent. I think I don't think we got a chance to talk to you after cross-country nationals this year. But cross-country nationals, you became the first two-time All-American in women's cross-country history here at Bates. But I understand you had you slipped and fell in the beginning. Is that right? Yeah. Or Yeah, I think Coach Feldman mentioned that. So take us back to that snowy landscape there in Michigan, I think it oh was, gosh, right, for cross-country. Yeah. What, 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 happen, what happened there, I guess? That was wild. That was definitely, like – the worst conditions I've ever had to race in. Um, yeah, it was just like, I think the one of the biggest issues though was like, it was icy and then the beginning, the start line was like obviously real long for everyone to fit, but then it narrowed super quick. So um, what happened to me was like, as people were narrowing in, a girl like, um, she slipped and fell in front of me and then I tripped over her. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then uh, actually, me and Frida, we were like chatting after the race and we found out that we also, we, she had fallen at that same, there was kind of like a pile up there. Um, so yeah, it, it was definitely like, um, just like a shock. Like I remember I just like got up and was like, whoa, <laughs> what do I do now? But I was like, obviously I was like, okay, just run. So yeah, it's funny when I went back and looked at like, cause you can see kind of where you are in the race. And it was like, I started off at like 200 something, when I fell right back <laughs> so I really had to move up but yeah it was definitely like um it was a really fun trip overall and the men's team did awesome and then like I feel like the women's team did did really well for for what we were working working with so yeah and then um that the first time you've ever had to recover from a slip and fall in uh, mm -hmm. cross country okay yep so yeah you do you stand up and kind of look around and you yes. just like go? yeah <laughs> yeah that's what I did I was like huh <laughs> Did that really happen? Right, right. Interesting. <laughs> okay, and it's a little pile up there, but got got the got the All American honor anyway, yeah. so that's good. And then, um, tell us a little about um, you know, the coaching staff this year because obviously it's a different look for the team mm -hmm. than in previous seasons. How has that been going, kind of cross country now into track, sort of? Yeah. So, Coach Johnson is like our overall um, track coach, so that's been great. He's he's awesome. He's got like a lot of energy, and um, he really pays attention to because even though he's more of like a um, sprinter is kind of the thing that he's geared to, but he really pays attention to, like, all of the athletes, no matter what your event is, which I really appreciate. Um, and then, yep, we got Feldman, and that's been great just to keep going with him, and I feel like we're all, like, getting a lot more comfortable with him and that sort of thing. And Coach Al, awesome. We love her. It's so fun to have um, an alumni back here. And, yep, we still got Coach Art. 
That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's great to have a familiar face there and Coach Kalina and all of them. Awesome, awesome group. Great. So you're not running this weekend at Tufts. Mm-hmm. Um, so how are you going to spend these next couple of weeks gearing up for an NCAAs? Just going to keep the mileage pretty similar. And then um, we have a couple workouts coming up. And Coach said that I've got a workout that's a little different from everyone else. So he hasn't told me what it is. So <laughs> I said that sounds ominous, but he said it's going to be okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just do that. And then the next week start tapering off the mileage and gearing up, get some speed into my legs. And, yeah. Thanks so much for joining us on the Bobcats. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. For the men's track and field team, it was the distance medley relay that grabbed the headlines Friday night at New England's with sophomore Aiden Rooney, senior Peter Ackley, first-year Jackson Mons, and junior Ned Farrington combining for a time of 9 minutes, 59.32 seconds, the ninth-fastest DMR in Bates history. They finished second out of 21 schools in the race, and Mons joins the Bobcast to talk about New England's and his first year as a Bobcat. Jackson Mons with us here on the Bobcast talking some men's track and field. And Jackson, before we start talking about New England, take us back. I mean, being from Utah, what made Bates the place for you? Um, well, really, my mom went to Bates, so okay. that is my connection. <laughs> and my entire family's from the East Coast, so I wanted a little bit of a change of scenery to come out from the West and see what it's like out here to live. Did your mom compete in any sports here? Yeah, she was a lacrosse player. Okay, nice, nice. Track and field, I mean, running, growing up, how'd that begin for you? Um, I mean, I guess every kid does some 5Ks with their parents. It's like a turkey trot. Um, but it really started for me like freshman year of high school. Um, I was unable to play lacrosse, and I needed a sport to do in the spring, so I started track and also did cross country in the fall. So... Yeah, that's kind of where it started, and here we are competing in college. So, absolutely. Well, the DMR, big performance in New England, second yeah. place there, runner-up. Um, that was on Friday. Take us through the race and your role in it, and how it went. Um, yeah, no, it went really well. We had kind of calculated that we could run that time, and that's what we wanted to try for. And um, we'd run it previously at BU. Um, now we didn't have one of our legs; we had an alternate. Mm. Um, but, yeah, we at BU, we'd done well, and we wanted to really improve, and uh, everybody kind of put it together in their races, and we just competed well and got a, got the time that we were hoping for. So, And your leg, which one is that, and uh, take us through it kind of. Um, yeah, so I run the 800, okay. which is the third leg. Okay. And, um, yeah, no, it was, it was really good. I was with um, somebody from Con, and coach just told me to stay on him and I stayed on him and handed off to Ned and Ned was in a great position and had a great finish so yeah that's kind of how the race went that was the whole plan just to stay on the guy and hold position so all right excellent now you told me off air you cut about three seconds off your time this weekend at the last chance meet tell me about what your thoughts are going into Tufts this weekend for the DMR since it is like our last chance and we kind of only get one more shot at qualifying for nationals um I think we're all going in with the mindset of we have really nothing to lose and everything to gain from running well. So we're not going to try to put too much pressure on ourselves because we do have another year as a full team together. Mm. So nobody's graduating from the team. So that'll be nice. Um, Yeah, and we're just going to try to get out there and race hard. There's some great teams that are coming, and yeah. So you mentioned earlier, I mean, you're a first year now here, so what's running in college been like compared to running in high school? 
Um, it's really been a big adjustment for me. I, um, the up in mileage was huge. Um, I'm probably doing 20 more miles a week than I ever did in high school. And so that really adds up. Uh, I had some injuries over cross country due to getting adjusted and figuring things out. Um, yeah, but it's, it's been a good, much needed, but very large adjustment to the sports. So it's a whole new level of competition and training. So. Yeah, cross-country season, I saw you got into one race, the Connecticut College one, but in general, I mean, you sounds like you were fighting back to get ready for track season, and so far it's turned out pretty well for track, right? Yeah, it has. Um, I really just had some mild overuse injuries, and um, through PT and everything, I've been doing well for track, and so far we're remaining injury-free. Hopefully knock that's... On one, right? Knock on wood, <laughs> hopefully that sticks around, yeah. but yeah. So I know you're still obviously focused on indoor, but looking forward to outdoor season. How excited are you to run on this brand new track we have here? And also, what events are you looking at? Um, yeah, I am very excited. Outdoor is a little more my season. Okay. I've never run an indoor track season. Oh, this okay. is my very first one. Nice. So um, I'm really looking forward to outdoors. Uh, I also will run the eight outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly, I think I'll probably run a 1500. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to it, especially since it's a a little more my forte yeah. but um yeah i'm well, excited you got to experience the blackout relay right you were part I of did. that a victorious blackout relay yes so take us through uh, this is back in the main state me but take us through that because that's a very unique thing we have here at bates yeah so um it was a lot of fun especially when we learned that we were actually doing the blackout relay <laughs> we put together a good team and it wasn't necessarily a race that we ran for a good time because our time was not very fast but uh we just ran to win and i guess in my leg uh i just kind of stuck with the three guys that i was with till the last lap and then ran as hard as possible and put a decent sized gap on them and then it was kind of set from there for other two guys so yeah it was a lot of fun and i have not experienced a race that has been that much fun so yeah and have all your teammates and uh, the women and the men circling the track and cheering you on what's that experience like um, it's a little disorienting <laughs> you, uh, cause you're trying, you're trying to race hard and, uh, it kind of just all blends into one, yeah. one continuous stream of loud noise, but, uh, it was a lot of fun and electric to be a part of. So great. Well, any other thoughts you want to share about new England or the season so far we haven't got to talk about yet? Um, not really. I think it's going to be, uh, hopefully we'll be able to qualify for nationals and, uh, have a great end to our season and if not we'll be preparing for outdoors so sounds good jack thank you so much for joining us on the bobcast really appreciate it thank you very much last week we were happy to have women's squash senior captain erica parker on the bobcast this week we welcome in sophomore grace flaherty who was our female bobcat of the week a week ago for her match clinching win over hamilton at the epps cup Grace tells us about that win and a whole lot more, including her wild journey to becoming a Bobcat. Well, we're happy to catch up this week with Grace Flaherty, who was our female Bobcat of the Week last week for her performance there at the Epps Cup, including your final match of the Epps Cup against Hamilton. It's 4-4. It all comes down to you. Did you realize that kind of at the time, you know, that your match was going to be the deciding one? Um, well, I assumed, like, as it was coming up to my match, unfortunately, I kind of assumed that we were going to, like, take a few matches and we were going to, we were going to move on pretty, like, easily, but it became very clear that Hamilton really, really wanted to win. They were being very intense. They had a lot of supporters. 
and I started to get a little nervous because then they started to come back. And I went onto my court, and I believe um, Hamilton was still down two matches by the time I went on court. But then each time I came off court in between games, I would look at the score, and I realized I was like, "Oh my God, it's four all right now." And I was a little, I was, I was a little confused. I was like, "Oh my gosh, like this obviously means it comes down to me." Um, so. I don't know. I didn't really usually in those moments I have like I'm like very nervous. I'm feeling very like anxious about like letting my team down because that's a big moment. Like it's the finals. It's not like the match before finals like this is it. This is the last match of the season. And in those type of matches I actually really love because it's like the most support from my teammates. It's the most support from like anyone who's around. It's usually one of the last matches so like everyone's watching. Um and yeah, I uh I knew my team was going to be there to back me, and honestly, having there were a lot more Hamilton supporters than there were Bates supporters, and actually having that made me feel more like confident to win because I knew I just had my team, and that was it. And I, uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. What was it like, kind of being in the big city like Philadelphia for this uh, tournament with obviously tons of teams, right? I'm from Philadelphia, so oh, there you go. Yeah, I'm from <laughs> I'm from Philly. Return home for you. Yeah, no, yeah, it was. Yeah. A, I, I love playing. I love playing at home. Um, and uh, I've been playing squash since I was, like, seven years old. So this has, like, been my environment for, like, as long as I can really remember. Um, and in these, like, high-intensity environments, like, originally when I was younger, it was very stressful. I had to take some time off from squash for a bit because it was too much. But then I came back to it. And in high school, my team, like, really changed my perspective of, like, how I, like, played squash and, like, how, like, support works in teams um and it was the most like amazing experience and I had a very similar um experience in high school where I was the deciding match it was 4-4 or uh yeah I think it's 4-4 um and I was the deciding match had like almost 100 people watching me it was the same type of environment um and I won for my high school and I was like I can and in this match against Hamilton I was like I can do this again it can happen again um, I did, and it was a really awesome feeling, but uh, it was a very intense environment, like very, very intense, because um, high school is high school. This is college. Yeah. There are a lot more people there. It's a lot more intimidating. We're in the same environment as like Harvard, Yale, Princeton, UVA, best teams out there. Um, we were actually playing at the same time as uh, the Harvard and uh, Trinity final which was the that was that was for everything that right. was the first division so we the, my match was simultaneously happening happening as uh Harvard was playing Trinity and it was it was a really intense but also super fun environment cuz everyone's there to compete well you mentioned there I'm um, starting playing squash at age 7 uh, what prompted that? What got you into the sport initially? I had no intention of ever playing squash. Didn't know what it was. Um I was a uh, playing tennis and soccer at the time and I went to like my local like gym with my dad I was like going swimming with him um and on the way to the pool there were squash courts and I was like walking past and I felt a ball hit me in the face and I obviously my dad was like whoa what like what the heck was that like and um this huge like six five guy came up to me and he was like he was like, hey, like, come to the clinic tomorrow. Like, you're a kid. Like, come to the kids' clinic tomorrow. And um, and he was just such, like, a weird, like, goofy guy. Like, he threw a ball at me. He didn't – it didn't – like, the ball didn't fall out of the oh. court. He threw it at me. Like, he was <laughs> trying – Get your attention. Yeah, he was trying yeah. to get my attention. And, I, and my dad was like – my dad's kind of a goofy guy, too. So he thought it was funny. And he was like, 
oh, you, t- you should totally go just to try it out. Um, and I went, and I, like, beat everyone in my clinic. Like, mm. it was the first time I ever played. Um, and I, like, had my hair down. I was, like, super tiny. The racket was, like, as big as me. And I was, like, flying around court, like, not knowing what I was doing. But it was so much fun. And I, like, did that. I played, like, maybe three times. And I was like, I'm quitting tennis. I'm quitting soccer. Like, I'm, this, is, this is the sport that I'm going to play. You mentioned off air that your journey to Bates was quite the adventurous one, or I guess uh, quite the story. Tell us about how you ended up here for college. <laughs> yeah, so um, as I said, my high school was like very intensive squash. Um, we uh, we were in like the first division every year. We placed second in the whole country every single year. We were like one of the best squash schools out there. It was an insane group of people, um, and. I was going to go to GW. I actually committed to George Washington University um, during my junior year, and everything was all set. I was going with my best friend who also played squash, um, and squash um, spots are a lot different than, like, other team spots because it's a much smaller team, so they're very limited. Um, And when those spots go, they're gone. And... uh, Everything was going okay, and then the summer going into my senior year, by this time, almost every single spot on every single squash team is gone. There are no other spots. Like, everything is set. Um, And I got a call from my high school coach uh, saying that the the GW team had gotten rid of their squash team. Oh, Had completely gotten rid of the team, gotten rid of the program. Um... And I, like, I came home, and my parents were, like, standing in the kitchen, and they're like, Grace, like, this is, we've got some bad news for you. Like, uh, this is what happened. Like, and obviously I got an email from the GW coach being like, we have to meet with all the recruits. Um, He didn't even know. No one knew that it happened. Um, It was a very abrupt thing. Um, And all of the recruits had to, basically, he was like, you can either stay at GW and, like, go to school here without squash or you can go find another school. So this was super stressful. Yeah, I bet. Um, this was incredibly stressful because yeah. I didn't have I didn't have backup schools, like I didn't have anything mm. and I knew I need I like needed to play squash in college. And someone who also experienced this was Alex Spiro, who's on our team now. And uh I've never been frantic like that in my whole life. My parent like I like basically like I went into like a depressive state. Like I was like, "Oh my gosh, like I'm not going to be going to college. Like I'm not going to be going to college for squash." And I was, like, frantically emailing, like, all of these different coaches from literally anywhere, um, being like, do you have a spot that I could, like, even sit on a bench of a team? And I went up to Wesleyan to visit. I really didn't like it. Much love to Wesleyan. (laughs) Really didn't like the campus. And we were about to leave, and I get an email from Rye, uh, the base squash coach, and he was like, we would love to have you here. Like, basically, we would love to have you come here. And I was like, what? it was like a shock because, like, I didn't even know what Bates was. Like, mm. I, I had no idea. And uh, we were like, you know what? How about we just go straight from Wesleyan to Bates and just give it a visit? And I went here, and there was no one on campus. There was nothing happening here. It was the summer. And I was, like, tired. I was like, oh, like, I don't know. I don't know if Bates is, like, the place for me. And I was like, you know what? I might as well because what other options do I have? And it was, like, a big chance that I took on a college that I literally had, n- like, I did not know anything about. And I would have to say it was probably the best, best decision I've ever made. I'm not just saying that just to like, just to give Bates a thumbs up. (laughs) It really was a great decision. Well, yeah. And um, coming from a big city to a small college town, sort of, uh, what was the transition like for you? 
It was definitely, uh, I mean, I went to an all-girls school with, okay. in, like, a 60-person class. Um, so it was definitely a, it was a stark, stark contrast. Because mm. um, I never, like, I don't ever really go up north for anything um, besides, like, going to tournaments in, like, Connecticut and, like, Rhode Island. Um, so it's much further north than you've ever been. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did not know what the winters in Maine were going to be like when I decided to come here. Yeah. Um, but be, besides that, like, I'm like I'm so very thankful that I did not go to GW. Like, that was, like, a blessing in disguise because I think, like, if I had decided to go there, like, being in the city, like, there, there's really, like, not really a campus at GW. It's, like, a city campus. Um, and I, like, actually, I've really learned to, like, love the small campus here, and it, like, really helps you get to know people. And, like, I think the team here is really close because of that. Yeah, and the team this year, um, you know, you, you had some players, I, I won't call them beginners, but you had some players oh, who yeah. <laughs> weren't maybe expecting to play college squash themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so what was it like, you know, seeing them develop, you know, throughout the year, some first-timers and also just kind of the season as a whole kind of different than maybe you might have been expecting perhaps. But. Yeah, um, I mean, coming from a team, obviously in high school, that was like top team, best players. All of the girls who played squash with me have gone to like Ivy League schools mm-hmm. for squash, play like top five at those schools. Um, and going from that to Bates was a little bit of a, last year we had a really, that was, last year was really good. We had a really good year. Um, this year was a little different because we lost a bunch of players, um, and we had a bunch of spots to make up for. And we ended up getting people who have played squash before, but like not super seriously. Right. Um, and it, I was in the beginning of the season, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I have no idea how we are even going to, like, figure this out because I, like, normally play with people who, like, have been playing for, like, a very long time. Um, But you know what? I, like, (laughs) everything always changes, like, all the time. I Like, with GW, I'm like, you know what? We're just going to have to deal with this. And it was honestly really, really impressive the way those uh, last, like, four girls on our team, five girls, were able to deal with, like, just being thrown into something, yeah. like literally completely thrown into something. Um, and they did it so well. And they like had so, like, honestly, <laughs> honestly, out of like the whole team, they had the best attitudes out of anyone mm. about like playing squash. Um, shout out to Abby Zerby, who had a really, really, I think a really great season. She improved so much, in my opinion. And coming from like the tennis team, like she had like, she played squash in high school, but, like, hasn't played squash since then. And I thought that was really awesome. Like, I don't know, just like everybody, Caroline Tagger, Danny, um, all these people just came in, and they, like, really just, like, brought up the vibes of the team. And it was really awesome the way we all kind of, like, towards the end, especially at the end, we, like, bonded, and we were just, like, we're in this together, kind of. And for you, you know, being a sophomore, this being your second year, what are some goals you have kind of looking forward to junior and senior year now as you, you kind of look forward to, you know, you know, what the future holds for Bates and women's squash here? Well, I think next year we're losing Erica, we're losing Cricket, um, we're losing Vicky, we're losing a lot of top spots. Um, and I'm hoping, our hopes are that Rye is getting a bunch of people to come in this next year, and I think he is. Um and that's going to be a really interesting dynamic because it's going to be a lot, a lot of freshmen on the team. I would say I'm a little nervous about uh, coming into like probably a more of a leadership role, um, 
just because I'm going to be like, or as of right now, I don't know where I'm going to stand next year. Um, but as of right now, like I'm higher on the ladder and like that's kind of expected to like, you're supposed to be kind of uh, an example for the rest of the team. So yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little nervous, but I'm definitely super excited because getting a lot of new freshmen is a lot of uh, like fresh meat. <laughs> um, and like, they can be like, they could be really good. Um, so I'm, I'm actually, I'm pretty excited. It's going to be a new team pretty much. Great. Well, any other thoughts you wanted to share maybe on the weekend there at your, in your home city of Philadelphia or anything else in the season we haven't got to talk about yet? I mean, I would just have to say I'm really proud of our team for this has been kind of a uh, season of like perseverance and like being able to get through um, the ups and downs. And like we really have like we've it was a season where we struggled. We struggled a lot through the season. And in the end, we ended up we ended up winning the F's Cup. So let's go. Shout out to the team. Got, got a trophy, that. right? Yeah, we yeah. got a trophy. We brought a trophy home. Um, it wasn't the season that we expected, but at the end, all of our mindsets are pretty much just like, you know what? We struggled through the rest of the season. We might as well like try our best at the very end, especially for our seniors that were losing. That was a big, that was a big part of it. Um, so yeah, that was super exciting. And I, I hope we can get another trophy next year. <laughs> Sounds good. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining the Bobcats. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Speaking of squash, the men's squash team wrapped up play last weekend at the Summers Cup where they won a 5-4 thriller over Colby in the Constellation semifinal. That victory means Bates maintains a winning streak against the Mules that goes back more than two decades. Both squash teams will send select players to individual nationals in Philadelphia this weekend. Meanwhile, the tennis teams are both at home to open NESCAC play, as is men's lacrosse. Visit GoBatesBobcats.com for the complete schedule and all the latest Bates athletics news. And we'll catch you next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, Bates.